Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Weird booksmen. Should we go back to Skeleton and Tomb? Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's Halloween month. Hey, why not? Welcome to Halloween month on Books the Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Skeleton. And I'm Tomb. Ooh, you know, like we're uh, blood like sucking men. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about all that. I don't know if I want to go on record as a blood sucking man. <laughs> I think I think what you're thinking of is just a vampire, actually. Yeah, exactly. But like, uh, I'm trying to. You know, we are both vampires. So, well, no, I'm I'm a skeleton, and you're a grave. I'm just kind of like a what guy. What is a tomb? Like a guy that has like something to do with death, you know? Yeah, you're a death guy. <laughs> a death dealer. Death dealer. Um, I deal in death. Tom, mm-hmm. we'll get to this short story. Yeah. Um, but we got something to talk about up top. Okay. We got some mind freak uh, news. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you showed me the article. I I know, and I forgot that you teased this in the regular episode. All right, Chris Angel, the mind freak himself. Yeah, Um, Uh, uh, Chris Angel, for people that are not aware, a famous stage magician and TV magician. Yeah, like an an extreme magician. He he does mad. He's like David Blaine, if uh, but like. If he was um, a manager at Hot Topic, yeah. Did I ever tell you, Tom? Like, and he he had a show on on A and E. Yeah, yeah. Mind Freak. And it's just like extreme <laughs> magic. Like it's like, oh man, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, it, it, was it was a lot of like standard magic tricks that you would see other people do. He's a talented magician. Yeah, and but, it's all but just his shtick was. Was that, yeah, he would dress very emo and everything was like very emo, very death focused. And like, I'm Chris Angel. I'm the mind freak. I, I exist between realms. The early 2000s aesthetic. <clears throat> uh-huh. Um, that's never going to come back in terms of nostalgia, right? <laughs> like the whole. I don't know. Like, I don't know, like the whole idea of being a mind freak. Yeah, but like he fits in. He's like ancillary to like um, the Tucker Maxes of the world, like the really like <laughs> testosterone and like the. Uh, um, yeah, just, he kind of dressed like a pickup artist. Yeah, and like hypersexualized and like just really sh- like shitty guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> culture. Yeah. That just dominated, like, oh, yeah, Paris Hilton. Or, like, that freaking... Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you know how, oh, like... Oh, yeah, Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that, like, uh, Carl's Jr. commercial or whatever, where Paris mm-hmm. Hilton is, like, getting sprayed down with a hose yeah. or something? Yeah, like, like where it was just Magazine, like, Stuff yeah. Magazine. He, like, seems, like, FHM. ripped from the pages. So, when I was uh, working somewhere... Mm-hmm. Um, in the early 2000s, um, there was a janitor uh, in the building that mm-hmm. was a very nice man, um, <laughs> and he and I became friendly, um, and then he's like, hey, I'm leaving, like, next week is my last week, and I was like, oh, no, it's like, did you get fired for cause? Um, <laughs> but he's like, no, I'm, I'm actually leaving. Uh, my cousin um, just got a show. Uh, mm-hmm. A cable show, and I'm gonna be uh, like his head production designer there. And I was like, "Oh, who's your cousin?" He's like, "Oh, this guy called Chris Angel." Wow! Um, and I'm gonna design his magic tricks for him. Like I already do it, kind of like uh, yeah, on the side. Yeah, and like at that point, I think Chris Angel had his like mind freak show in Times Square. Do you remember when you go to Times Square and you'd see the marquee and it would say like mind freak? Vaguely, um, yeah. And uh but like that's a cool job and this guy was like uh following his dream and like uh 
He yeah. must be pretty good at developing magic tricks if uh, Chris Angel put him on TV. Well, you said he's his cousin. Yeah, but he also might be, like, somebody has to be developing those tricks with him. Yeah, but maybe his maybe Also, his he's co- like a carpenter and stuff. So, like, I think he could probably, like, build the rigs yeah, that they need and stuff. Maybe he just told Chris Angel he could do all this stuff, though. Timmy got fired on his first day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> see like, why Look, I gave this you a chance. Guy. This guy was a cool guy. He's a nice guy. I gave you a chance because you're my cousin, and you said you knew how to make magic tricks, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be- already... <sighs> it became increasingly obvious you don't know how... Yeah, you you're you're a good carpenter. You made me a nice little stage here, but that's not what I need. I wish I wish you could have uh, met this guy. He was he was a really nice guy, Tom. He wasn't a mind so, freak. He wasn't a mind. Is the the Chris mind Angel, freak gene must have ran on the other side of the family. Chris Angel isn't himself a mind freak. He <clears throat> like the show is a mind. He, he can't say mind fuck. On a billboard in Times Square. Yeah, or but you would think by now you'd be able to say it uh, in uh, Vegas. Maybe you can. Maybe he'll change yeah. it to mindfuck. But like, right, the whole thing is like, this this show is a mindfuck, right? Yeah, like you're going to leave here like, what did I just see? Yeah. He's still got the, I'm, I'm looking at his website right now, and he's still got the same aesthetic. And he sells uh, uh, tickets to three different magic shows. How does that work? Is he doing uh, three different? I guess I guess they're all at the same. What the hell? I'll tell you what, Tim. This website's a mind freak because it took me to. I I clicked to learn more, but it took me right to uh, Ticketmaster.com, and I couldn't use the back button. Oh wow! How did he do that? What a mind freak! Oh, did it you looks buy like... tickets yet? <laughs> I did, Tim. It was the only way I could get off this page. So it looks like he does shows Wednesday through Sunday in Vegas. He has a 7 o'clock show, which is Mind Freak. He has a 9.30 show, which is Amistica. A- mm. Amistica. Okay. And then he has another show called Chris Angel Raw, the Mind Freak, um, the Mind Freak Unplugged. And that's uh, you know, I don't know that that's maybe he does that on Mondays and Tuesdays or, or I'd like to see out of the three, which ones would you, which one would you want to see if you had to choose? I think I'd like to see this Ah Mystica. Oh, is it like because something it's Chris, sexy? Chris, well, listen to this, Tim. It's Chris Angel and a guy named Franco Dragon. <laughs> Franco Dragon? Frank Dragon? Tim? No. Franco Dragon. Now I know Frank Dragon. He was the janitor at this uh <laughs> at the, my office. Uh it's it's Dragon with an E at the end. Oh yeah, but before he used to go by Frank Dragon, but now he's Franco Dragon. Uh this Franco Dragon guy, it looks like he's got a little bit of comedy to his magic. Mm. I don't so, think that works. I'd like to see actually how that works with uh, well, Chris Angel and that aesthetic. Tom, at the, do you want to At the go- top, they have a quote from SiriusXM, the most exciting live show in Vegas. Wow. Tom, would you like mm-hmm. to go to Vegas for a few days and just and, go see all the magic shows? <laughs> like, not go to the casinos or anything. Like, yeah. Just me and you hit up all the magic shows, then come back. You know, we should, like, look into doing that. If we can get, like, good... Tickets, you know, good prices on tickets. Uh, because these tickets I'd be are like to spend up to seventy five thousand dollars. Because that's the thing; these tickets are like so expensive. But but they're also the kind of thing where it's like I think if you figure out you want to go more than like a week in advance, <laughs> you can buy tickets cheap. Uh, yeah, I, I'd go see Chris Angel, Penn and Teller. Uh, I think David, David Blaine. David Blaine there. does residencies sometimes. Nowadays, I think. Um, yeah. David Copperfield, uh, Amistika. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hip- oh, Tom, you're going to like this. Mm-hmm. Hypnosis Unleashed. Oh, Starring yeah. Kevin Lepine. I love a, an X rated hypnosis show. Yeah. Shin Lim. This guy, Tom, this guy is no joke. I read a book about magicians. <laughs> um, Piff the Magic Dragon. He. Uh, Piss the he- Magic Dragon? Piff, 
P-I-F-F. Oh, Piff. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's associated with Penn and Teller. Um, okay. Paranormal. Oh, Mac King comedy magic show. Tom, you'll like Mac King also. Okay. David yeah, Blaine I'll... is there. Ex- mm-hmm. This guy named Xavier Mortimer, who Tim, looks like a I real. I think we're going to need more than a week there. <laughs> Mike Hammer, comedy magic. Okay. Murray the magician. Tom, a lady in the magic of Jen Kramer. All right. Uh, and she now played, she uh, must be she must be the assistant. <laughs> Tom, late night magic All categories. Right. Adult magic. Nice. Tom, there's a lot going on in Vegas. Um, <laughs> and and you're just talking about the magic shows. Yeah, that's a, that. I think that's the only reason I'd aspire to ever go to Vegas. I've never been there. Mm-hmm. I think I would just want to go to see some magic shows. <clears throat> I w- I was just there one time. I hated it. I don't think I even like put a quarter in a slot machine. I didn't spend any money. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like you. Real, yeah. Uh, I hate gambling. So real uh, tight wad. <laughs> well, yeah. When it comes to gambling, yeah, I don't like giving a casino my money. Uh, yeah. We should. You know what? We should do that. We should go to a. Uh, we should go hit up all the magic shows. But we should also, you know, we need something to do during the day. Let's before we go, we'll learn card counting. Ooh, yeah, Tom. We would get roughed up by security <laughs> in ten times. They would, they would see us. Uh, as soon as somebody came over and they were like, "Are you having a good time, gentlemen?" We'd be like, "We're sorry, we're sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Here, take all our money. We're sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'd be Please, very good at. Card we're sorry. Please anyway. let us still go to the magic show later tonight, though. <laughs> We, have we swear to we'll be good. Magic shows. <laughs> we swear we're gonna be good. We just want to go to the magic shows. I took out a second mortgage to go to these magic shows. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm I'm ten large in on these magic shows. You gotta help me out, buddy. Um, right, let's say, Tom, if you and I go for five days, uh huh, squeeze in seven magic shows. Yeah, I mean, we can probably hit two magic shows a night, uh, a lot of nights, you know, because there's yeah. like a late show, uh, early show and a late show. Yeah, I mean, the ones that you're going to be interested in are all the late shows because those are yeah. the ones where. It's yeah, I'm like gonna good. I'm gonna sleep through the early shows. <laughs> I don't know. I think it might cost us like a thousand dollars, but it'll yeah. probably be worth it. Let's use the money from uh, the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's like, make it if, a Patreon goal. If we get a thousand <laughs> subscribers, patrons, yeah, yeah, patron, yeah, that's the word, patrons. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll go, go to blow Vegas. that money in Vegas. <laughs> now, if that doesn't motivate, <laughs> tell you. your friends, everybody. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good to make this promise to people already listening to the Patreon <laughs> too. <laughs> People who are right now looking at this going, eh, you know what? I'm going to unsubscribe to this. Remember when sick Patreon, of giving these men money. Remember when Patreon started and they told us, like, like we were an early adopter of Patreon, and they were like, yeah. tell uh, your potential patrons how you'll spend the money. And we're like, <laughs> we'll buy a new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, I mean, that was all we could think of. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like the, tell them how you would like make the show better. It's like money won't make the show better. Getting two smarter <laughs> men would make the show better. We'll hire new hosts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Chris Angelovos killed genuine. Oh yeah, Tim. Well, yeah, well, you, you you really buried the lead here. Why are you bringing up Chris Angel? I don't know. You sent me an article, as you said. Let's talk about this on Books the Podcast later. No, I didn't. I just sent it to you. <laughs> it was meant to just be a, a private conversation, friend to friend. Chris Angel is doing a TV special called Magic with the Stars. Yeah, He's is it a star- special or is it going to be like a weekly thing? Oh, I thought it was a special, but it might be a weekly thing. Yeah, it's going to be on um, the it's CW. It's got stars such as Genuine and uh, Donnie Osmond. Um, who else? Yeah, my point is not stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but so, can you explain what happened? I only skimmed the article. What you only skimmed it, Tim? You were the one who wanted to talk about it. <laughs> You're the one who sent it to me. Uh, what happened was it was some kind. Of, let me click back on this article so I can refresh my memory. But it was some kind of. Uh, I guess Genuine's got like a fear of drowning or a fear of water. Guess what? I have a fear of drowning also. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine to have a fear of drowning. Uh, but video footage un- obtained by the outlet, uh, and the outlet is the Daily Mail. Well, I should just click on this Daily Mail article maybe. Um, oh, this Daily. It's oh, We man, don't support the Daily Mail. They've got pictures. Um, but anyway, I guess... Um, there, there was some kind of trick where it's magic with the stars, so I guess it's going to be stars doing magic, too. Yeah, right? explained it. Donny Osmond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, he was holding his breath, genuine, underwater, uh, submerged underwater in a glass cube before slamming the sides to signal his distress. Um, staffers uh, surrounded him, pulled him out, and they attempted to calm him down, but he ultimately passed out. Yeah. So luckily he didn't pass out underwater, but he like obviously had like a huge panic attack. Uh, and that combined with, you know, uh, holding his breath for, for a while, I guess, uh, resulted in him uh, passing out. It says, uh, in the show, he was trying to overcome his fear of being underwater as he couldn't hold his breath for longer than 15 seconds before trying the stunt out. But I mean, like, being able to hold your breath underwater for 15 seconds, that's, like, normal. That's, like, you know, most people, that's what they can do if they're not, like, purposely trying to really push themselves. I'm holding my breath. <laughs> Like I don't think that that's like <laughs> that was a, fifteen. I did fifteen seconds, no problem, and I'm drunk. I I don't think that that's like a oh he could only hold his breath underwater fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah, he needs to confront that fear with Chris Angel on television to get over. I mean, that it. also might be the hook for the premise of the trick. Oh, Tom, yeah, there it, is it a little bit of showmanship, is. and it, who knows more about showmanship than genuine. Well, but let me tell you this, Tim. Uh, There's a spoiler here. Although he failed in rehearsals, he still went ahead with the stunt on the show and everyone was in tears. Well, it doesn't actually, you know what? I mean, maybe they were in tears because he couldn't do it even on yeah. the show. But it said uh, he's, o- he's okay. He made a full recovery. Thank God. Uh, the show Magic with the Stars expected to premiere October 22nd. You know what? Um Lance he Burton's a- on it too. Oh, it's like a judge thing. It, it sounds uh, like it's kind of like a Penn and Teller's "Fool Us," which Tom comes back this weekend. I've I think I've seen every episode of Penn and Teller "Fool Us." Okay, you well, know what's this great? Is, of- th- this is going to be like "Fool Us," but instead of fooling them, it's going to be like I'm a, a celebrity, but I'm not a celebrity for being a magician. But I'm going to try and do a magic trick in front of right. you guys. And you'll and tell me if it was any good. Chris Angel, like the like the coach that will like help them do magic tricks. <laughs> it, yeah, it says uh, features celebrities training with Angel. Angel will mm. join Lonnie Love and Lance Burton as judges on the show. Got it. Um, hey Lonnie, Lo- hey, if Lonnie Love's involved, I'm I'm happy. Tom, the best thing about watching Penn and Teller fool us. Hmm. You go on the Fool Us subreddit. Yeah. Um, and there's an episode thread for each episode. People will all tell you how to do the how to do the tricks. Oh, I think you've told me this before. It's great. So don't watch it on first viewing. Like uh DVR it. Okay. Wait a couple days. Um, then watch it and as you're watching it, just go into the subreddit and be like, Oh yeah. And <laughs> and like it's like, oh, when Penn says this, you know how he talks in oh, code. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause sometimes they'll give little like let I don't want to give away the trick, but doesn't involve X. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the guy will be like, Yeah, please don't say anything else. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> uh fantastic show. Penn and Teller yeah. fool us. People get hung up on like, ooh, are they really fool? It's like all this is is uh Network TV or whatever the CW is <laughs> showcase 
for magic. When what's a weekly show where they showcase like five magicians a week? Yeah, this, just be uh, happy with it, you sickos. It's great for people like you and I in the magic community who <laughs> just want to see some good illusions on television. Guys who are happy to blow a grand going to Vegas just to see a few magic shows. Yeah, I really want to do that. Yeah, um, well. I'll ask my wife if I'm allowed to. Um, <laughs> should we talk about this book? She, she's going to be like, uh, I told you to stay away from magic. Tim, I, I just wanted to talk about real quick before we move on to that. There's also a uh, pickleball show coming to television. Yeah, on CBS, they're doing a whole pick. They're doing celebrity pickleball and also a legit pickleball t- tournament. My in-laws are really into pickleball. Pickleball, Tom. Yeah, I don't. I I guess I get what it is, but I don't get why it became. I guess I get why it became such a big thing. It's like boomers. Yeah, and it's like easy enough to play, right? But but yeah. still competitive. Um, but this pickleball. Have you ever played pickleball? I haven't. It's pretty fun. And, like, if I can have fun playing a sport, you know it's very easy. So I understand why, like, <laughs> tennis players are so pissed off that, like, uh, <laughs> non-sportos are, like, taking over all the public tennis courts, like, putting down oh, masking yeah, yeah. tape to, like, make pickleball courts. Um, But it's, I found this uh, uh, list of celebrities kind of weird. Uh, Dirks, Dirks Bentley. I don't know who that is. Huge. He's a country, he's a country artist. Okay. Will Will Ferrell. I know who that is. Jimmy Allen. I don't know who that is. Uh, Kelly Rowland. You know know who who that that is. is. Daniel Day Kim. I know who that is. June. Jimmy Allen is also a country singer. Uh, June Diane Raphael. Know her. Sugar Ray Leonard. Know him. Max Greenfield. Luis Guzman. A uh, friend of the show, Louis Guzman. And Vermont resident. Uh, Phil, Phil Keegan, Tig Nataro, Paul Shear, Aisha Tyler, Jamie Camel, and uh, Emma Watson. And I feel wow. like Emma, Emma Watson, I feel like it's like, get a new agent, Emma Watson. <laughs> you shouldn't be on this list with everybody uh, I was else. I thinking Emma Stone. Emma Watson is the Harry Potter uh, lady. Harry Potter, yeah. Yeah, well, she's just a child. She doesn't know any better. <laughs> yeah, well, her parents signed her up for this, and she's just got to show <laughs> up. Yeah, it'll be nice. Um, yeah, no, I'll watch that pickleball show. I probably won't for that long. Have you been watching Celebrity Jeopardy at all? No, I haven't. Um, it's okay. It's not bad. <laughs> well, with that ringing endorsement, I'll have to tune in tomorrow. Um, and I will tell what you, what kind Tom, of celebs you know- they got on there? First episode was Andy Richter. Okay, well, who famous celebrity Jeopardy uh, champion? Yeah, and uh, can I give you a celebrity Jeopardy spoiler? Sure. Um. So anybody who's uh, like uh, looking to watch this, don't. Uh... Anyway, Andy Richter. <laughs> Anyone who's um, looking to watch it, but not as it airs. Yeah. Um, came on and was like dominant the whole game. Yeah. And then Simu Liu, I guess he's from... Uh, oh, yeah. He's uh, uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. And Ego Nuotum uh, mm-hmm. from SNL. Yeah. Um, playing for God's Love We Deliver. That's just that's a charity that people always that celebrities always play for on. Uh, on <laughs> is game it shows. what? What is it? Playing for God's love, we deliver. I don't know. It's some some D- delivery think, service meals like for Uber Eats or something. Yeah, it's Uber Eats. I think. <laughs> um, but Andy Richter dominant the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, goes in and loses it in Final Jeopardy to Simu Liu. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. But let's see what else we got. We got Eddie Huang. I don't know who that cele- is. Huang, uh, celebrity chef. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know a lot of celebrity chefs. Uh, he also, you know, the television show Fresh Off the Boat, I think, yeah. was based on his memoir. Oh, okay. um, Reggie Watts, Eliza mm-hmm. Schlesinger, the comedian. Yes. Constance Wu, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Ike Barinholtz. 
Okay. Uh, you know him? Jalen Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all so far. I've heard um, at some point, who else have I heard? Um, what's the boy's name? <laughs> the boy. What is the Justin boy? Justin Bieber? No, the boy from uh, Arrested Development. Oh, uh, yeah, George Michael. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. <laughs> um, okay. That's the only one I remember coming up. Okay. Well, y'all, y'all have to. We'll all have to tune in, Tim. Yeah, look, I, I, I like it. You know what? My Bialik is hosting it, not Ken Jennings, which yeah. is why I can't fully get behind it. You know. All right. Enough about celebrity TV shows. Yeah, but I mean, back all... to, back to Chris Angel, mind freak. <laughs> Now, Tim, uh, let's talk about the spooky story we both read. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? It was called Abraham's Boys. Abraham's Sons, Joe Hill. I think. No, or Abraham's boys? boys. I'm looking at it right now. By Abraham's Joe Hill. Boys. Okay. It was uh, in yeah, the I'm collection. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It is Abraham's Boys. Tom, 20th Century Ghosts. Um, a collection of Joe Hill stories. Tom... Mm-hmm. I think we discussed this last week. I am a Joe Hill fan. Yes. Um I've read what I've read his novels uh The Fireman. The Fireman. Um I read Horns. Okay. Um and I got to say I mean I, I'm also in the middle of who I've read uh what is Strange Weather I think was four short oh, stories. Yeah. yeah. I read that and I'm in the middle of I forget the name of the book. It was another Full Throttle, I think was. Oh, okay, yeah. It's about like a truck or something. Yeah, and motorcycle. So was, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's it's a short story collection. So like, okay. uh, but it's got one is, of those things on the cover. Yeah, and the 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 story that it's named for has both a truck and motorcycles. In oh it. wow! So maybe um, I'm thinking of a cover that had both of them on there. Nope, it had a, a truck guy? on it. Um. Uh, Tom, let me ask you mm-hmm. this. Okay. During Halloween month, uh-huh. when you're not reading st- spooky short stories for books, the podcast. Yeah. Are you a guy that likes to read spooky stories anyway? Um. Yeah. I haven't necessarily always done it, but I'm like, I'm a general, like I like spooky things during Halloween month. I like to watch spooky movies, spooky TV shows. I like to really get into it. Yeah. Me too, Tom. Uh, so I was like, before you even suggested reading this story, I was like already uh, reading another story. Neck deep in some other Joe Hill stor- short stories. And I was like... Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom wants to read a, a Joe Hill short story. Great, this is great. I've read so many of them. Mm-hmm. Surely he'll choose one, so I won't have to just like read one uh, in a panic uh, twenty minutes before we start recording. Nope, uh-huh. you choose one from twentieth century ghosts. I also want to say that I think mm-hmm. Joe Hill. Um, I like his later stuff more than his earlier stuff. I think yeah. he improves. Um, maybe not as a. I think technically he's a he's a good writer earlier mm-hmm. on in his career, but I think his uh, like storytelling uh, his storytelling becomes le- like he, I don't want to say edge lord. That's not the right thing, but I think <laughs> uh-uh. he tries to be like shocking in certain ways that are like not that are a little boring. Um, yeah, no, to well, me. like I, uh, just like a little, a little less mature, right? He's he matures a lot <clears throat> as he goes. Right. I mean, I I haven't read a lot of his early stuff, but but that makes sense. That yeah, as somebody gets more confident, as you know, and this guy came out of the gate, he's Stephen King's son. You right. know, uh, of course he's going to be held up to that. That's why he he went by. Uh, I assume that's his mother's uh, last name, maiden name. No, he was born on a hill. <laughs> is so that he true? Took the, he took or are you the name of, a joke? He took the name of the hill. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, it's a I, joke. I don't know. I don't know why, why he chose Joe Hill. Maybe it's uh, his mother. No, it's, her, his uh, mom is Tabitha King. King. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, you fucking idiot. I know. <laughs> her name's King now. Yeah. Uh, 
let's see. Regardless, he took a he took a name that is not his legal name because he he wanted to avoid comparisons yeah, to his no, father. No, his mother's maiden name is Spruce. Oh, okay. Tabitha Which Spruce is sometimes a cool grow on hills. That's true. Yeah. Also, Tabitha Soren married to Michael Lewis. Wow. All right. Well, it all comes around. That's a weird couple, right? Michael Lewis and Tabitha Soren? Yeah. Uh, it's not weird. It's a little surprising, though, right? If I told you, who do you think Tabitha Soren is married to? You would not say the author of Moneyball. Uh, yeah, but I'm not, like, shocked. It's it makes sense, right? <laughs> this is this is why this is why they're probably the world's greatest couple. Yeah. It makes sense, but like it's still surprising. It's like you know when they say just because like, the they're from of, different worlds. One's from yeah, the world but, of rock and roll. But then you're like, oh, but all the things they have in common, yeah. yeah. This may, they're they're like uh, critical thinkers. They're both uh, you know good at um, communicating. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and uh, translating complex things for uh, audiences, <laughs> right? But you know how they say at the end of a movie or a TV show or any kind of story that's being told, it's like you want to find an ending that mm-hmm. is surprising but makes sense, like uh-huh. but that like but feels like feels right and like feels like it's the only. <laughs> And that's the two of them being married to each other. <laughs> that's Michael Lewis and Tabitha Soren's union. Wow. All right. Uh, also, speaking of the ends of stories, um, Stephen King um, famously uh, credits Joe Hill for coming up with that beautiful ending to eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh um, yeah, yeah. He said he gave it to gave the book to Joe Hill for his. Uh, uh, input. His feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, his feedback, and Joe is like, I, lo- I love it, except for the end. Here's what you should do for the end. And so Stephen King, it had already been published, so Stephen King had to buy all the books back, <laughs> wow. destroy them, rewrite the ending, and republish it. But it worked. Yeah, well, and hopefully Stephen King learned his lesson. Get feedback before the book hits... Yeah. Uh, he had gone out to the store that morning, bought a copy fresh off the... Said, son, I want you to read this. Tell me what do you think. Tom, can you go to Joe Hill's Wikipedia page right now? <laughs> uh, sure. Joe Hill? Yes, I'm looking at it. You'd never guess he was Stephen King's son, would you? <laughs> he looks I. He looks like Stephen King. Uh, he looks like ace- current day Stephen King. <laughs> he looks like Stephen King re- reproduced asexually, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, just made a clone of himself. Yeah, wild stuff. It is. It is indeed wild stuff. I mean, he looks like Stephen King used to look like. Yeah. No, he looks like Stephen King currently <laughs> looks like. Uh, nah, because Stephen King doesn't have like a bowl cut anymore. No, nah, that's true. Ooh, yeah, he's got a cool sweep, swoop. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, getting hit by that truck turned him uh, <laughs> cool. Oh, uh, Stephen King? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, Tim. Uh <laughs> So, what? so you you got mad at me on on uh, the regular podcast when I was teasing this episode because I mentioned that this story. First off, I chose the story because it was on a list of like I, I forget what list I was looking at, but it was a list of like great spooky short stories, right? And I mean, we'll we'll include in the in the Patreon post a link to this story because it is yeah you don't have to buy a book it's it's right on the internet like a and a legit copy this isn't a pirated copy it was in like a uh, magazine or something right not a magazine this uh, website fifty two stories dot com yeah uh, with Cal 52, Morgan fifty two stories dot com backslash question mark p equals Five nine seven. That'll bring you right there. Yeah, everybody. Now, uh, now we don't have to put it in the to the show description. Look, um, you said a little bit of a spoil. Like this is like you know how 
like in the marketing for the sixth sense, mm-hmm. they did not reveal the twist. Yeah. But they did no. endlessly they did endlessly play Haley Joel Osment saying, I see dead people. Right. And that comes maybe a third into the movie. And mm-hmm. if you're watching that movie cold, uh-huh. that line is a bit of a revelation in and of itself, even though that's what the movie is about, right? Yes. This so, like, revelation that I spoiled, Tim, comes in the eighth paragraph. And in paragraphs, I'm including you know, lines yeah, of dialogue here right. that, are, that are considered one paragraph. But, Tom... It is in the fourth line of dialogue. I know, but there's, they introduce Max and Rudy and uh, Mrs. What's her? Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire, Mrs. Kushner. It's Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire fan fiction. That's that's the spoiler. (laughs) Yes, Mrs. Doubtfire's in the story. Tom, I didn't didn't know the premise of this. And Mm -hmm. in the eighth paragraph, when Mrs. Kushner says, are you doctoring me, Max Van Helsing? Mm-hmm. That's meant to be a revelation. And Tom, I love Joe Hill. Mm-hmm. I, in real life, audibly groaned. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, I see what this is. I see what's going on. Oh, here. I see who Abraham is. He's Abraham yeah. Van Helsing. Yeah. We we met a while ago when we read Dracula. Yeah. Or, now, when did I read Dracula, Dracula take place? You read Dracula. You read you read Dracula. Okay, yeah. Um, when did Dracula take place? Eighteen uh, hundreds, I believe. Okay, so this is probably there. He's driving a Ford. It's probably the fifties. Uh, uh, I'm thinking. So Dracula was published in 1897. No, I mean I'm thinking this could be like the 30s or 40s. Okay. Do they when did when did Ford like that the only thing that I could tell that like dated this mm-hmm. was like uh the, the, the Ford fact mentioned? that they kept they kept talking about like Abraham had taken the Ford to town. I mean the Model T came out in nineteen oh eight. Yeah, that's true. He could yeah, have been okay. driving a Model T. Yeah. Unless I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, said. yeah. So this this could be like 10 years later. Yeah. He could have okay. been an early adopter. Yeah. All right. Uh, go on. Oh, um, what was I going on? Oh, yeah. So it's Abraham Van Helsing. We're, ta- we're talking about the story that we that we read. Yeah. Uh, Abraham's he's, boys. He's, he's a vampire hunter. Yeah. We're he following heard. his son, Max. Drac um, Dracula Hunter, yeah. And we think there's just a regular story about, you know, two two brothers, two boys and their adventures. But then we find yeah. out uh they're 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 Van Helsings for God's sake. Yeah. So uh <laughs> I mean uh Abraham Van Helsing mm-hmm. is uh obviously um a little protective, um, wants them home before nighttime, nightfall before it gets dark. Yeah. And like, uh, these kids being, I, I know that, um, uh, what's his name? Rudy Rudolph. No. Yeah. yeah Rudolph, um, is almost he, 10. He's like nine the younger one, 10. right? Yeah. And I think Max, I don't know if they explicitly say I take them to be like around like 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty close in age, it, it seems like. Um, but, like, they're playing fast and loose and, like, uh... With fast that. and loose and, with being home before dark. Yeah, and Abraham is very, very um, strict. Yeah, he's and strict And he's just kind of like, you know who's after us or something. Or, like, you know, like... So, like, they presumably know he's a vampire hunter. Um Max uh, still has kind of his uh, old world accent, as does Abraham, but Rudolph is just kind of like an all American boy. Yeah, um, he's charming. He has no accent. He's uh, yeah. Um, the other the other two have Dutch accents, so they they talk like a uh, uh, gold member from Gold Member. Yeah, the, which is exactly how it's described in the story. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and Which the one again, character's... that's kind of the lack of maturity, Tom, that I was talking about in his earlier stories. Yeah, and you know, the first time Abraham walks in, he says, "I love gold," and it's like, "All right, we get it." It's very, it's very Tyson. funny. Is that the character that eats his own dandruff? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a very, very funny character detail. <laughs> well, it's funny because then the implication is that, like, that's a Dutch person thing. I know. <laughs> Which, so, like, so finally someone's taking aim at the Dutch. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know. All those Dutch teenagers gave you COVID, Tom. Yeah, Dutch teenagers did give me COVID. I'm going to start start rumor that I saw them eating their own dandruff and coughing (laughs) because of it. And that's what spread the COVID around. Yeah, it's not bats. It's Dutch dandruff. Um, (laughs) Mike Myers tried to to warn us with gold member. (laughs) You know what the Dutch have done a really good job of getting rid of? The stereotype that they all wear wooden shoes. <laughs> yeah, nobody wore wooden shoes while you were there? No, but it's like, you know, we, we went and did a ton of touristy shit, and I saw a pair of wooden shoes once. Yeah. So it seems like, I don't know, some memo went around years ago where they were like, all right, we're sick and tired of the wooden shoes bullshit. <laughs> Put all the wooden shoes at the museums away. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that happened. <laughs> You're glad that happened? I'm glad yeah. that they they shook the uh the stereotype. The stigma? Yeah. Well, uh, that's easy for you to say. I showed up there thinking, well, the one thing I knew about Dutch people, I'm not even seeing. <laughs> Did you bring a whole extra suitcase <laughs> to fill up with wooden shoes to bring home with you? Yeah, I brought I brought a a whole suitcase. I brought a bunch of uh like a wood cleaner, you know, a bunch of oils and stuff. It's like, ah, you know, it get, I know it gets very dry in the plane at altitude. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm planning on spending a lot of money buying wooden shoes. I don't want them to get ruined. So I'm going to oil them beforehand. And uh, yeah, I end up not even using that oil. Sorry, I'm sorry to hear that, Tom. You could make uh, uh, moonshine out of it. You could, you well, could do what. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix did in The Master. <laughs> I, you know, Tim, I gave it to that uh, Dutch teenager that I think gave me COVID. Yeah. And it wasn't until after I gave it to him, he's like, oh, this is great. I can use it on my shoes. It's like, oh, son of a bitch. I knew it. Yeah. And I was like, do it now. He said, no. And then he looked down at his Nikes and they were, uh, upon closer expen- uh, investigation, <laughs> they were made wooden. out of wood. And then I realized everybody had been wearing wooden shoes in Holland. I just hadn't noticed. Just gussied up. Yeah, they were all in the latest styles, which makes sense. Of course, they'd, you know, keep up with the times. Crocs, wooden Crocs, wooden Nikes, you name I it. Think, I think I'm going to get a pair of Crocs, Tom. Yeah? I think I'm going to get a pair of Yeezys. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Okay, I was trying to think of how to talk about how uh, Yeezy's in some trouble. But I don't yeah. want to talk about that. <laughs> you just want to talk about buying Crocs instead? Yeah. Like Would you real make Crocs? fun of me? Yeah, like real Crocs. Would you wear them with socks or no? I think I'd just wear them around the house, so probably oh, not. Oh, if you're wearing them around the house, that's fine. I have a nice it's pair people- of... Uh, uh, slippers I wear around the house. Yeah, I got a nice pair of. Sli- I got some UGG slippers with the with the fleece inside. But mm. like sometimes, um, in the summer, yeah, my feet too get hot. too hot. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Crocs got they they. I'm told they're very comfortable, and they got them holes in them that'll keep. Yeah, me they cool. got those air holes. Yeah. I mean, I was it. I was always under the impression, like, look, that's what Crocs are for. They're for like wearing around the house or wearing around outside around the house, like while you're while you're gardening or something. Yeah, and then you saw it's someone that people wearing them to the opera. Far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw somebody wear them to the opera. My monocle fell out of my eye. I couldn't yeah. believe what I was seeing. Uh, and you know, I alerted the nearest usher. You fell out of that. Uh, uh, Booth. I what are the fell out of my box seat. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> you're, yeah, 
You were just so uh, and it, thrown it was, off your game. It was while while the diva on stage was singing a high note, cracked <laughs> cracked my monocle, and I fell out. <laughs> You made quite a scene that night because of those crocs. <laughs> I haven't I haven't been allowed back into the opera since. The whole time I was shouting, No, it's that man you shouldn't be allowing back in. Yeah. Tim Crocs, uh, man. So uh uh back to Abraham's boys. So there's like a like uh Abraham's a doctor and there's like a sick old lady nearby. Who they She's, love, Mrs. Kushner. Uh, yeah, she's got bowel cancer. It sounds like you know, really bad. She's 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 towards the end, um, and uh, I don't know. The boys, the boys, like it seems like these boys are always getting into trouble. You know. Yeah, and Abraham's pretty abusive. <laughs> yeah. um, when they do get into trouble, he beats the shit out of them. Yeah, with with like a belt. No, it's not a belt. It's like some. It's like a. I looked it up because it's like a horse whip or something he uses. Yeah. Um, bloodied but, uh, uh, Rudolph all up for being home late. Yeah. So then, but then one day Rudolph climbs into the the window. Uh, of the, the study that they're not allowed to go into. Their dad's yeah, study. Yeah. Abraham's office. You know, which I think is normally locked, but he left the window open. Rudolph climbs in and, you know, he's like, ah, come on in, Max. And Max is like, ah, oh, come on. But he has to go in because he's like the older brother. He has to, you know, keep an eye on him. Knocks over a uh, <laughs> an inkwell, an empty inkwell. Yes. Breaks it. Also knocks over a picture. A photograph. Or, yeah. Or not um, a photograph, a like a tin type or something. Yeah, I guess it's old timey. Um, it's long, some kind of long, some kind long. of graph, but not a photograph. Oh no! But I just searched graphed, and it says he tugged the photograph, and then the next paragraph he looked back at the secret photograph. <laughs> yeah, behind the photograph of his mother who has passed, and um, there's a whole, I think, heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, thinking about how he was uh, got an assignment to write a letter to someone living or dead, and he wrote a letter to his deceased mother. Um, oh yeah, one sad. of the kids. And yeah, this, uh, this, uh, their mother is uh, uh, Jonathan Harker's old wife, right? From uh, from Dracula. I think if you read Dracula and did, just didn't have it explained to you by a drunk guy one time, um, <laughs> you might feel like I didn't have the experience of reading this as like, hey, this is like essentially Dracula fan fiction, like fan fiction based or an unsanctioned sequel to the book that I already yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's public domain. Anyone can write a sequel to it if they want. So it's like... uh I didn't have that emotional connection. I didn't pick up on like whatever Easter eggs might be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, just a thought. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> Tom. I didn't enjoy mm-hmm. this story. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I thought it was well written. I just yeah. didn't connect with it at all. Um, Max finds a picture behind a picture of his mom. Of uh, yeah, the 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 picture falls and the glass breaks. And he's right. like trying to fix it, kind of, and then he realizes, oh, there's another photo underneath the photo of my mom, and uh, oh boy, a lot going on in that photo. Yeah, uh, a nude lady tied to a, a bed. A callotype—that's what it was called. Okay. Um, and the doctor in there, and uh, a nude woman dead. Yeah. Um. And that freaks Max out a little bit. Yeah, because she's dead with a uh, with a stake through her chest. Yeah, and she's like all tied up and like screaming, and he can't tell. We find out later there there's like something stuffed in her mouth. We find out later it's garlic. Yeah, um, and at you know at this same time while they're in there, um, Rudolph, who is like again. The more American, the more kind of like charming and like mouthy mm-hmm. one is just like, do you believe in vampires? I think this is all bullshit, buddy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they get caught in there. 
And that was the one scary part. Yeah, like I don't like like I think Joe Hill is really good at like building tension and terror. Like he showed us how abusive um Abraham could be for like a minor infraction. Yeah, and and we know this is very much uh you know, framed as a major infraction. You're like, oh shit, shit's gonna go down here. And I was like, legitimately, like, oh no, I don't think I want to be reading this. Well, I I have highlighted here when they when they realized they broke the uh, the ink well. Uh, we'll just throw it away, Rudy says. He knows where everything. Uh, and then this is uh, uh, Max. He knows where everything in his office is. He'll notice it missing. And Rudy responds, my balls. He comes in here to drink brandy, fart in his couch, and fall asleep. Yeah, you love that line. My balls. <laughs> that's that's how you can tell. Ah, there's the American in him. I think he's already like, my balls. My balls. Because he's little. Yeah. My but he's balls. basically like, ah, it's fine. Even though it seems like he's the one who's always getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Abraham comes home, catches them. Mm-hmm. You think he's gonna like? There, there's a real, uh, there's a he's right behind me, isn't he? Moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happens. Um, Max goes to climb out the window again, and Rudolph is just like, I mean, not Rudolph. Uh, Abraham's just like, come on, man. Like, just, just go out through the door. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, "All right, you guys want to play ball? Let's fucking play ball." Um, and also, by the way, he's very cruel, Abraham, and it's mm-hmm. just like, um, the boys loved this Mrs. Kutchner down the street. Yeah. Um, and was just kind of like, hey, guess what? Her fucking guts fell out of her yesterday. Like, like the funeral Yeah, tomorrow. and he says it, uh, oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, walking her to my car, her intestines fall out with a slop. Uh, he made a soft clucking noise with his tongue as of disapproval. I will have our suits clean. The funeral is on Friday. Yeah, that's a shitty yeah, way. Pretty, to... Yeah, pretty cruel way to tell her, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot to mention to you. Uh, read between the lines, her intestines fell out of her. But guess what? It gets even crueler. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain this? Like, this is when I was just like, I don't Look, I get what's going to happen here, and I don't like it. I don't want to have to read it. And then I read it. Uh, basically, he decides, like, all right, boys. I got to. Uh, you interested <clears throat> in the family business? That you're yeah, I got to I gotta explain stuff? the family business to you. You know, you, yeah. I, I know you saw that photograph. It seems like you got a real interest. In, and he did uh, talk earlier to Max. He's like, I'm doing all this shit to protect you. And he talked yeah. about like at a movie when he covered Max's eye or at a play when he covered Max's eyes during like a uh, <coughs> part with killing. And then like they went and saw Macbeth and Max is like, no, pushed I his hand see away. It's like, no, I don't see it. He's just like, if that's where you are, like, then here <laughs> we are. Like, this is, this is what we're going to do. This is you pushing my hand away um, mm. at Macbeth, except in a more, horrifying manner yeah you're ready you're ready to to see a uh a fake death happen in a play where there's probably like i don't know like a red handkerchief that somebody throws out (laughs) well you're ready to go into the basement and drive a stake through a dead woman's heart there's a woman that you loved dearly yeah, it was kind of got... like a maternal figure to you after this. Uh, yeah, after your mom died and you never were able to process it because your dad's a monster. Yeah, well, guess what? I've got her uh, emaciated body uh, downstairs on a table, and uh, she's naked. I've I've stripped all of her clothes off, and you know she died very horribly. So it's you know an especially gruesome looking body. And uh, I'm going to walk you guys through uh, driving a stake through her heart. And uh, I'm just meant to be doing a regular autopsy on her. (laughs) That's what they think (laughs) I'm doing. But but what we're going to do is, uh, I think it's like, Max, you're going to drive the stake through her heart. And Rudy, you're going to cut her head off. Yeah, and then I'll shove some garlic in her mouth. Yeah, the real hard part. that's how you kill a vampire. So Max is pretty good at it. Um, 
you know, he, he's got he, some Dutch in him. You know, he's, yeah. he's still got the accent. He's, you know, he's got a he's, mallet and he drives the, the stake through and his dad's like, hey, all right, not bad. Like you didn't hesitate. You got almost all the way through in your first stroke. Um, and then, uh, you know, Max doesn't like it. He doesn't want anything to do with it. <coughs> and, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Rudy doesn't want anything to do with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and Max is like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he's like, no, Rudy has to do it. And, uh, he locks Rudy downstairs, you know, alone, uh, in the dark with, uh, with his dead, you know, uh, grandmother figure. And then uh, uh, Max uh, kills Abraham once they get upstairs. Yeah, wax, and drives wax, a stake through his heart. Yeah, wax him with, uh, uh, I think, the mallet. Yeah, with the mallet. Yeah. Uh, his father had time to register shock, even wonder. Max caught him across the jaw, a blow that connected with a bony clunk. And enough force to drive a shivering feeling of impact up his elbow, up into his elbow. His father sagged to one knee, but Max had hit him again to sprawl him on his back. And then, uh, yeah, his, his dad opens his mouth to say something, but Max had heard enough. Was through talking, had never been much when it came to talk anyway. What mattered now was the work of his hands, work he had a natural instinct for had maybe been born to. He put the tip of the stake where his father had shown him and struck the hilt with the mallet. It turned out it was all true, what the old man had told him in the basement. There was wailing and profanity and a frantic struggle to get away, but it was over soon enough. There's the implication here that maybe vampires don't exist. That's like kind of what it seems like because he... One of them asked, like, what happened to her fangs? And he said, uh, well, they disappeared. Uh, they disappear as as, yeah. After the vampire died, poof. And it's like, huh? Mm, I don't remember that being part of it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you could believe that it's like, nah, actually, like, vampires aren't really a thing. You know, this guy just had the uh, misfortune of running into Dracula. One of the one of the few real vampires out there, and uh, you know, understandably now maybe he's paranoid. Everybody's a vampire. Yeah, once you've seen Dracula, uh, you think everybody's a vampire. Yeah, so you know, maybe some guy showed up one day looking like Chris Angel, uh, you know, trying to get him to come to his magic show, and he took one look at him and said, "That guy's a vampire. I gotta drive a stake through his heart." No, I'm a and- stage illusionist. And then uh, he's like, ah, oh, he didn't have those fangs. Ah, oh, they must have gone away. They must have gone away right after I drove a stake through his heart. Um, Tom, do you think, uh, much like Stephen King gave Joe Hill uh, 112263 for feedback, that Joe Hill gave this to Stephen King, and then Stephen King was like, Oh, I see. So you want to kill your dad, huh? And it's like, oh, you think you're a big man, huh? You want to take a swing at me? You want to take a swing at me, buddy? Yeah. And, uh, and, then, and then he's like, you know what? You wait right there. I'm going to go get my switch. Yeah. And uh, Joe Hill's like, this is what I'm talking about in the story. Yeah. It'll all come out. Everybody will understand. Yeah, maybe. I think I think uh Stephen King does have two boys. I think it's uh Joe Hill yeah. and Owen Hill or Owen yeah. King. Owen rather. King. Owen King writes books and he's like, nah, I'm taking that king name, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be my meal ticket. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um I mean the thing is, like, you know, nobody knew who Joe Hill was, I don't know, for a minute, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody, and especially like you said, you pick up the book and look at his picture. It's like either yeah. this guy's Stephen King's son or Stephen King needs to get a, <laughs> a, a restraining order against this nutcase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got that uh, <laughs> that um, surgery that people on uh, that MTV show got to look like celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Normally they do it for like Kim Kardashian or something, but this guy did yeah. it for Stephen King. <laughs> Tom, uh, mm-hmm. out of 10 stakes through the heart, 
What do you uh-huh. give this? Uh, yeah, I I give this a five. I didn't love it either. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fun as like Dracula fan fiction, um, but yeah, it it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't that short, but it felt like not a lot happened in it, and like I didn't get a real clear picture of uh, everything going on and a clear idea of if you're supposed to think maybe there aren't vampires and, and Abraham's nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm in, I'm in the same boat, but, uh, big Which Joe also Hill fan I, and Eden, uh, still like, I just like the way he writes. So yeah, very, um, very he's well very written. good at building characters and building tension. So like, uh, he does a lot in a little, uh, amount of time here. Yeah. Very, very good, uh, descriptions of things that aren't, uh, that are like pretty short, like one sentence descriptions, but do a fantastic job painting a picture. A real wordsmith, this hill fella. Yeah. And you know, it's more expensive to get pictures printed than just words. So, you know, and, and, and probably he gets paid based on how much the books cost to make. So you can paint a picture with words. Hey, that saves everybody money. Joe Hill walks home with more money in his pocket. <laughs> that's 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 his game. That's that's yeah, what he's figured out. He Tom, doesn't see other authors as his competition. He sees painters as his competition. Uh, all right, closing that part. I have one thing to say before we leave. Okay, and uh, this might take us uh, on a twenty-minute tangent. <laughs> They're right. making. Uh, a new Naked Gun movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. And in the role of Leslie Nielsen, it's Liam Neeson. And I think that's the best joke I've, uh, I've ever heard. Because, like, their names sound so similar. That That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also it's, it's, you know, following the same formula of, like, Leslie Nielsen was a serious actor. Mm-hmm before the airplane and and uh police squad and all that and uh same thing with Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson has not done a lot of comedy. Yeah. Um I'm optimistic. I think it, I think it'll probably be pretty good. Yeah, I mean I, I think by it'll some be some funny people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. I I'm very much nowadays of the mind that like look sequels and reboots and stuff whatever bring it on you know i don't think it ruins the older stuff i also feel like if that's all we're gonna get like at least uh like doing funny like i really think they cast liam neeson on some level it's akiva shaper who's uh directing it I think on some level it's like, isn't it funny that his name, <laughs> name kind of sounds, sounds like, like Leslie Nielsen? Like, yeah, I think or, that's like, I think they, it's like, all right, if you're willing to go that far for the bit, and I think he will be good. It's just like, yeah, just make a dumb movie. And yeah, if it's Naked Gun, whatever. Hopefully it'll have some fun jokes in yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It sounds like he's going to be playing uh, Leslie Nielsen's son, Frank yeah. Drebin Jr. Yeah. We'll see. Which is which is funny because Liam Neeson's an old man. And it's funny to think of him playing some uh, character's <laughs> son in something. Yeah, but I mean, the last I mean Leslie Nielsen had white hair, and the last <laughs> Naked Gun came out in what like nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, age wise, it does work. Yeah. I think I think maybe even uh, Leslie Nielsen's too young to yeah, be. Yeah. Like uh, if Leslie Nielsen was still alive, I think he'd be a hundred and forty five years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe it actually doesn't make too much sense, but yeah, I, hey, I'm all for it. More com- Tim, we should have gone to see this uh, um, John Hamm uh, Fletch movie. I mean, I I watched it on demand. It was good. Oh, it's on demand. Yeah, it, it was. Oh, I thought day it was only in on demand. Still. Yeah. All right. Well, um, never mind. I'll yeah. watch it on demand. Did you like it? I did like it. Um, Great. It's you know it's not mind blowing, um, but it's it's a good solid fun little comedy. Is it? Uh, would you say afterwards, even if your mind wasn't blown, your mind was freaked? My mind was properly freaked. Okay, well, look. At the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. Hey, listeners, is your mind freaked after this episode? Sound <laughs> off in the comments. Hashtag freak my mind, baby. What are what are we? <laughs> 
<laughs> what are we going to read next week, Tim? Let's post it. Uh, I don't know. Thing. All right. Well, y- you picked Joe Hill this time, right? Yeah. I, th- I think I might have us read uh, maybe another uh, Richard Matheson. Mm. Hey, maybe or maybe, I- ma- hey, if you got a suggestion, leave it in the comments. How about that? Sound it's good off for engagement, Tim. Yeah. Hashtag, here's my suggestion. all right thank you for being patrons we love you very much tell your friends once we get to a thousand patrons we're going to vegas for all the magic shows (laughs) all right we'll see you next week